This is the Pushing Rubber Podcast. This is Adam Piggott. This is episode 142. 142 in Italian. 142 in Dutch. And fuck knows how you say 142 in Chinese. Um... At least we're not all speaking that language yet. It's a Sunday evening. I've just spent the afternoon at a friend's house uh, where we cooked some ribs. I showed them how to cook barbecue ribs. They went pretty well. Not too bad. I would have given them a six and a half out of ten. Uh, just because I wasn't used to their barbecue. Cooking on someone else's barbecue is like... Sleeping with a girl for the first time. You're not exactly... You know what to do, but you're not exactly sure how it's going to go. That's what cooking on a different barbecue is like. The six and a half is pretty good in that circumstance. Not not too bad at all. Uh, I don't think the thermometer gauge was as accurate as I would have liked. But it held the temperature pretty well. We got it hot enough. Um... So here we are on another episode of the old podcast and you're all settling down and getting back into your chair and maybe you're driving along wondering why the volume's not loud enough listening to listening to me come up with some Extra cool banalities to get you through your week. Isn't that nice? Isn't that simply epic? And how has your week been? In this great overreaction to a pretty, for all intensive purposes, pathetic pathogen when you get down to it. God help help us all if uh, something like Ebola hits us. Something actually uh, fatal and contagious. I was supposed to go and do the shopping today, but I just couldn't face it. I'll dip into my stored food this week because I'm sick of going out. And if you move to the left and someone thought you were moving to the right, they jump out of their own skin. (sighs) The plague. What happened to our collective backbones in the face of adversity? What happened to that? We're too soft. We're far, far, far too soft. We're not used to fighting it out. Most of you have never had to fight it out. As Mike Tyson once said, you know, everyone can have as many plans as they want. Everyone's plans go out the window as soon as they get a decent punch in the nose. Very true. I was punched in the nose once. My plans went out the window. They did. Did. There's the moment before you get punched in the nose and then the moment immediately after you've been punched in the nose. And then, then everything changes based on how you react 
at that point. And you don't know how you react, so you learn something about yourself that maybe maybe you don't like to know. Maybe you don't like to know. I had uh, I had a friend around for a drink on Friday afternoon. He's a young guy, mid twenties. Good guy. We can talk. We can talk, and I'm comfortable with it. Often I can't talk, or I can, but a little bit bored. But this guy's good. And uh, he had a business idea he wanted to float by me and uh, wanted some advice. I don't do advice. I try to avoid advice at all costs. So I just said to him, well, this is what I would do you know, in that situation. But you do whatever you want. Good business idea. Excellent business idea. As in... He might never have to work again for the rest of his life, business idea. That's that's how good it was, is. But we were talking about various things and came up with how, uh, you, know, you know, this guy who's an ex-Dutch commando and, you know, doesn't, the guy doesn't say much, but, you know, when he speaks, people listen. But one of the things this commando said to uh, this other young guy was that uh, everything that you see on the media is, is bullshit. And uh, so this guy pr- quite proudly quoted this to me. Um, and then the conversation kept going and I think we got under the coronavirus and, and I, I stated that I thought, you know, the reaction of the coronavirus is mostly bullshit. And he couldn't believe I said it. Well, you know, but what about this? But what about that? And I let him go on. And I said, didn't you just quote to me from the the commando guy that, you know, everything you see on the media is bullshit. And now you're quoting the media. What's, what's that about? And he was kind of taken aback by that. And it was like I, you know, popped him straight between the eyes with a little ball hammer there was forced to reconsider. Conversation went on. Beers were drunk. And then it got on. He noticed that I have a book on Trump there. It's Victor Davis Hanson's book on Trump. The Case for Trump, I think is the title. Oh, what's this? It's a book on Trump. Oh, he's terrible, isn't he? No, I think he's great. What? What? How can you say that? It's amazing over here in Europe how conditioned they are um, to not like Trump. I, I have yet to meet a European who views Trump in a positive life. They all genuinely, genuinely believe that he's a demagogue. It's very, 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 very fascinating. In, in, in the United States, of course, you know, just over half of the, of, the, of the people in the United States don't think Trump is a demagogue. Gold, they think he's pretty good. In fact, they voted for him and they're pretty happy with what he's done. Um, but the, the Europeans don't have the direct experience to be able to translate, you know, 
what they see in the media into actual experience. So they just go with what they see in the media. So once again, he went off, and once again, I let him run out of steam. And once again, I just gently, gently, I gently reminded him about what he'd said to me earlier about everything that we see on media is bullshit. And now that gave him pause. And then he came out with his butts, which I let him get out. And then I, when he ran out of steam once again, because I don't, I don't, in a casual conversation on this sort of stuff, when stuff topics like this come up, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't interrupt. If I'm being interviewed on a podcast or something like that, and there's a discussion, then I'll, then I'll need to interrupt there. But if it's a casual conversation, uh, I just let them run out of steam. And then I'll let a little bit of silence sit there for a bit where the silence is good because it lets them stew in their own juice. The words that are hanging in their air in the air in the after the silence are their words, not mine. So if you leave a bit of silence, after words that are inherently poor, then the vacuum exposes the weakness in what they've just said to themselves. If you immediately come in after them, don't even leave time for a simple breath. You just run in over the top. Then they're able to keep going because they're able to... There's, there's, there's constant recovery as such from, you know, the falseness of their own words. They're not... They're not forced to ponder on what they've said. But if you let them run out of steam, and then you leave a nice gap, which they will attempt to fill, which you let them do, you can just nod your head. I like to nod my head. I like to put a hand over, one finger over my mouth and nod my head like, mmm, mmm, without saying the mmm, mm, but have that, that look on your face. A nod here or a gesture there, an encouragement for them to keep going, to keep digging the hole. But eventually, even the most obtuse individual in that situation will be forced to say something along the lines of, well, what do you think? And it's important to leave that silence there for a little bit even then. Even then. Mm. 
let it let it hang that old line antissa patient let it hang and i did i let it hang and i said to him look um from the time that trump announced that he was going to run for the republican ticket which was 2015 all the way up to today 99% of the media have been in a concerted attack constant attack on trump that he is the uh, living embodiment of the Antichrist. There's probably never been such a concerted attack on one individual for this length of time in the history of the modern media when you consider it. And if you have told me before that almost everything the media says is bullshit, well... What can I tell you at that point? Truly, it must mean that the media has an agenda, and the media's agenda is that they want everyone to be convinced that Trump is the wrong guy. But if the media are wrong so often, that has to then mean that Trump just might be the right guy, which is why they're going along in such a fashion. And I left it at that, but I could see that he was disturbed by this line of thought. It did not sit well with him. Not that he's... Uh, he's his level of discomfort was not because of me, but because of what he was being forced to consider. But it truly is remarkable the uniform level of belief in Europe that Trump is a terrible individual. It really is a case of, I think, that most people here aren't able or willing to spend the time to find out what's actually going on. And so they, so they simply offshore their opinions to whatever the media here is telling them. And the media here is pretty remarkably bad from what I've been able to ascertain. Uh, they really are, well, there is a but look, that's that's not that's not anything. The, the media that I've had the most respect for 
uh, in the time that I've been looking at this stuff has to be the media in Uganda. Uh, the, the, the newspapers and the television stations in Uganda are, without a doubt, for me, uh, the best in the world. Um, the leading newspaper um, in Uganda is the New Vision, and um, yeah, they're just the absolute best because it's so over the top. Um, let's have a look. What are stories? have we got here um, oh they haven't got any witch doctor stories this is a little bit disappointing because I I would have even I would have put money uh, on this well, here's the two leading stories. So, government hails media for fight against COVID-19. Gov quote, government of Uganda is aware of the unique importance of the media industry and more significantly in our current war against COVID-19, Nabakuba said. So, yeah, they want to pat themselves on the back there. The second leading story is dozens of journalists died from coronavirus since March the 1st. Ahead of World Press Freedom Day on Sunday, the press emblem campaign warned that many journalists were putting themselves in harm's way. So they really want to give themselves a pat on the back. That's good. Let's have a look at local news, see what they've got. Uh, there must be something here that's absolutely sensational. Um... No bicycles as demand shoots up. So let's read this uh, article here from Sydney Maria from the 2nd of May. That's yesterday. No bicycles as demand shoots up. So not a great uh, headline. Uh, it's uh, not really clear uh, what we're talking about here. But let's get in and let's read the article from the beginning. All the stores in Nakasero and Katawi are closed. That's a hell of a first sentence, isn't it, for a uh, biggest news newspaper in Uganda article. All the stores in Nakasero and Katawi are closed. <laughs> so this guy's written this exactly how he talks, because that's how Ugandans talk. Ah, yes. All the stores in Nakasero and Katawi are closed. People are instead bringing... They're old bicycles for repair, but we too have run out of spare parts. Some people have even resorted to using children's bicycles, he said. Oh, this is a quote. Okay. Oh, dear. When President Museveni announced the first 14-day lockdown period on March 18, there was a spike in demand for bicycles. According to several dealers on Market Street, Energy Centre and Katawi in Kampala. However, they could not access their stores 
because of the prevailing lockdown, which was in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. According to Kampala City Trainers Association spokesman Issa Sekato, most of their members, who include bicycle dealers, were taken unawares and had not made any contingency plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, contingency plans don't exist in Uganda uh, because of the fact that people are just trying to eat on a daily basis to stay alive. Let's go on. Saketo, who was an avid cyclist and former national cycling champion. Keep in mind that a national cycling champion in Uganda will be someone who can afford lycra. Saketo, who was an avid cyclist and former national cycling champion, said he too was caught flat-footed when the ban on vehicular public and private transport was announced. I tried to get my sports bicycle repaired, but could not access the spare parts needed. I am also stuck. I had hoped I would use my bicycle for going to the market to buy food stuff, he said. So this is a national cycling champion. Meanwhile, Julius Sasali, a resident of Lutiki in Wakiso, said he was forced to retrieve a bicycle he bought some years ago to enable him go and supervise work in his gardens. Quote, I had to bring it to Kazangeti to get it fixed first, he said. Riveting stuff. Another bicycle owner said someone had offered him 400,000 shillings to buy his old bicycle, but he declined because it is what helps him carry stuff like matoki and charcoal to his home. According to sources, a dealer who imported a container full of bicycles but kept them away from the prying eyes of the authorities ran out of stock within a couple of days. We could go on. Let's go to the final paragraph that we're going to use to uh, wrap up this riveting article from the New Vision Uganda newspaper. Simon Kafero Segawa, another bicycle repairer at Katumi in Wakiso, said the cost of bicycle spare parts had more than doubled in recent weeks because they are not available in the market. Can you imagine tyres that used to cost between 15 and 25,000 shillings now go for up to 50,000 shillings? You can't find pedals for less than 10,000 shillings anymore, he said. That's it. That's the end of the article. So that's the uh, New Vision newspaper in Uganda. And for me, they're the best newspaper in the world. Because it's obvious shit. And that's what's so good about it. For all the other media outlets in the world, especially in the Western world I'm talking about, it's not so obvious that it's shit to everybody because they believe what's in it. Even when they tell me that they don't believe what's in it, ten minutes later, they can't believe that I have a different opinion to that which is in the media. Seriously, the guy was having head explosions uh, while he was sitting on my couch. It was, uh, well, it was quite... Uh, it was, it's quite interesting to watch the truth bombs land. Um, it, um, yes, you know, I mean, 
for myself, I it's still educational how much people believe what they hear in the media. It's still educational how much people believe what they hear in the media, even when they tell me they don't believe what they hear in the media. It's still educational for me how much people will believe what everyone else is believing so they can be in line with everyone else. The fact that I have a difference of opinion on things causes their jaws to literally hit the ground. Every time. It's just a joke. The thing that I like about the Europeans The thing that I like is that if you have a difference of opinion they're interested in why their first reaction is to lean forward and go, well, why? Why don't you think the same as everyone else? In kind of like an inquisitive, childlike manner. Even. Whereas in Australia or the UK, if you diverge from the prevailing consensus, the initial reaction is to start, is to get very antagonistic to you. You're a... You're, you're, you're labelled as a bad person, as a bad thinker. They don't do that to you in Europe. Or anywhere near as much as they do in Australia or the UK from what I experience. I can't talk for the US because I was living in Louisiana, so people were generally on board with what I was saying. More to the point, I was generally on board with what they were saying. I didn't need to say much down there. I was just comfortable. I was really comfortable in Louisiana as regards to what prevailing attitudes were. I get on, uh, get on very well with the good old boys. There was that's right the guy the guy was here on, on Friday afternoon that we're talking about who was you know he was uh, when we got onto this it reminds me of we got on the coronavirus and he he made a disparaging kind of yeah those people protesting in the United States against the lockdown can you believe it and I was like yes I can believe it because it's ridiculous what's going on over there it's bad enough here but over there it's 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 beyond beyond ridiculous he's like yeah well you know it was all it was all mostly you know. He didn't call them white trash, but that's what he alluded to. And I said to him, you know why the media doesn't like white trash? is because uh, the old hillbillies up in Kentucky, because they form their own opinions. They form their own opinions based on their realities, not what generally what comes out of a box. Which is why they tend to be the ones that go out in this situation and protest. So who was the dumb ones now? Something to consider. Something to think about. You would you would assume. I assume. Well, I don't assume anything. Because uh, it doesn't get you anywhere, does it? Mm. 
Shoutouts to Captain Capitalism, Aaron Clary, our good buddy, our good friend, our good mate. Go check him out at CaptainCapitalismBlogSpot.com, Arsehole Consulting. He's been doing his Corona Chan, good morning Corona Chan, uh, radio show in this time. I think he's up to a fair number now. Uh, and of course, he's got many books out, amongst which... Uh, the ones I've read, uh, Curse of the High High Kai Ho Q, uh, Bachelor High Companion. Uh, what else of his have I read? Uh, Reconnaissance Man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Go and check out the Cappy. He's a friend of the podcast. Good guy. Um, check out my books, Pushing Rubber Down Hill. I mean, if and run guts, pull cones. I mean, if you're if you're stuck in home now for the coronavirus, this is the time to be reading my books. Not you know resubbing to World of Warcraft, you goddamn losers. Uh, you can follow this uh, podcast, and you can follow my blog, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Um, and this has just been a bit of a show to wow. Well, Make you think about that old media thing that's out there. It's not our friend. Not our friend at all. Everyone has an agenda. I have an agenda. What's my agenda? Still working it out. I'm still working it out. You guys be good. Don't get going too crazy out there. All right? Ciao for now.